Hello and welcome everybody to the Who Corners to Corners. You see what we did there? This is the only game show this side of Iceworld with zero prizes, zero appeal and an unpronounceable catchphrase that's about as popular as a killjoy clown in a quarry. However, what we lack in talent and stash, we more than make up for with enough Nitro 9 to bring evolution to a standstill and frighten the bejesus out of anyone called Ratkin or Mitch. I'm your host, my name's Gordon Bennett, and I'm as happy as a psychotic licorice all sort in a candy kitchen to welcome our contestants to the show. So please give happiness to Jeff C from Horsham. Hello, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> you don't have to, it's all on me. And Sophie A from the fictional universe of Perryville. That was wicked. <laughs> Okay, it's not over yet. Oh, Hold on, I've got oh, some great. questions I'm going to answer because this is an actual bona fide game show. Contestants, get ready to answer our Where's quick buzzer? questions. Where's my buzzer? Do we have to do the buzzer? Can, yeah. we'll, we'll have to do a buzzer. We'll do a buzzer effect on afterwards or something like that. Okay, here goes. So, first question goes to Jeff C. Jeff, in a game of blackjack, which playing card has a face value of either 1 or 11, depending on some vague dealer-biased rules nobody really understands? Uh, the tiddlywink one. <laughs> Incorrect. Sophie, in 1980, the incredibly loud and extremely hairy heavy metal band Motorhead released a single entitled The What of Space. Space! <laughs> Jeff, time to redeem yourself. In tennis, what is the name given to a winning serve unreturned by an opponent? I've got this now. It's ace, isn't it? It is. Well done. Next question, Sophie, what might you call that annoying git who is literally amazing at everything? Yes, that's right. Jeff, what acronym is the common US military term for armoured combat earth mover? No, let me think about that. It's ace. It is! Well done, points. And the final question to Sophie. What do the following have in common? A Blue Peter badge, a Harley Davidson eagle pin, the Thunderbirds logo, and a NASA Enterprise approach landing test shuttle patch? They're all on Ace's jacket. Yes! They are! Yes, well done. Right, that's enough of that rubbish. Oh, Very good. Out the bin and take the jacket off there. Do you know, I was slaving on that for literally minutes. I, I need to know where that jacket came from. That's been in my cupboard for about 20 <laughs> years, Jeff. So the reason why do we have such a, such a long-winded and, in the end, spectacular fail of an not introduction. Not from me, not from you guys. <sighs> Jeff, you obviously don't play back, <laughs> don't. blackjack, mate. I mean, I'm just disappointed in you, frankly. Um, so um, anyway, why don't you tell us, Jeff, why, why, why did I go to all that trouble? Go on, tell us. Okay, tell I'll us. tell you. Because I don't know. I don't know well, anymore. Tonight uh, on our podcast, we are joined by the one and the only Sophie yes. Aldred who uh, you will know as Ace from the worlds of Doctor Who. Good evening, Sophie. Good evening. Oh, I Thank love that. I love that. Yeah, that was very good. I didn't know anything about that. So. Try to do. It, no, it, I really it, didn't. I, I didn't tell him anything. No, Brilliant. I just, just dreamed it up because I've, I've been on far too many headache tablets today, I'm afraid. <laughs> Buzzing. Oh. oh, well, that's Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's what, what happens. It? Yeah. <laughs> 
that's what it is. Yeah, that's what happens in the world of nonsense. That's for sure. So, Sophie, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us this evening uh, and uh, and coming onto our little podcast to answer questions not only from me and Jeff, my good mate, um, but also from around the Twitterverse as well. So we've got a load of those to put to you. So uh, think of it as a kind of a, 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 a sort of slightly friendly grilling session, which will and require you to expunge your Doctor Who knowledge for the next sort of fifty minutes or so. Brilliant. Excellent. There's, there's, okay. okay. Jeff, you can kick off because you're good at this kind okay. of thing. So, Sophie, my first question for you is how did you get the role of Ace in Doctor Who? Oh, golly. I could I could tell you this, the, the version which goes on for 50 <laughs> minutes or the quick one. It's going to be the quick one, right. isn't it, I think. Well, <laughs> tell us a long one another my, um, time. My agent put me up for Doctor Who because they wanted somebody who looked younger than they were and who could ride a motorbike. And she wrote, yes. ha- has own leathers on the back of my photo, which which I assert is why the director uh, brought me in. Anyway, I went to see the director. It was my first ever telly audition. Yeah. Had no idea what the role was all about. Um, and then got a recall, went to see John Nathan Turner, the... the um, the executive producer, yeah. And um, I was literally in there for 10 minutes. And then a couple of weeks later, I got the part. I didn't have a screen test. And and it was a punt by John. It was amazing, actually. Mm. Really incredible. Mm. I've I've heard you tell this on uh, on various DVD commentaries and documentaries and and various things, but I know for a lot of our listeners it'll be the first time they heard it. But there's this overriding image I I have from from I think one of your interviews where you said John Nathan Turner sort of came down for you heard the click 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 of the gallery of his footsteps yeah. down the step down the, the the stairs and he comes down with yeah, a fag in his, in his mouth yeah. or something. He was like. Yeah, it's a different world back in those days, <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, that's brilliant. But but where were you when that call came through? Were you were you involved yeah. in acting? Was it quite no, new I'd, for you at I'd that been, stage? Um, I was first of all in children's theatre. Mm. I always wanted to be a Blue Peter presenter. Really, that was my that was my ultimate goal. That was yeah. your aspiration. And so, I, well, I I'd got into children's theatre, going around schools, um, doing theatre there, going around parks and stuff, yeah. and then I I went into musicals and I was in Fiddler on the Roof in the back row of the chorus in Manchester at the oh, Opera yes. House and that was when that was when my agent sent me down to London I begrudged the train fare because I was on equity minimum and it, I had yeah. to <laughs> keep time because I had to get back in time to show yeah yeah so I, I'd, I'd been treading the boards for well let's see I was probably about four years yeah three years four years yeah, and yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How just you know something like that because it can change your life completely. Oh. That you know, like we we talked to Kevin McNally recently, who was in Doctor Who Flux recently. And mm. He we were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, and he said he he wasn't going to go to the audition. He was sitting at home in the garden. He'd had a little bit of wine, couldn't really be bothered. Didn't think he would get it. And then his friend said, "I'll take you. I'll, I'll make you go." And he went. It got the part, and of course, it, mm. it changed his whole life. Wow. You know, and and he could have just not gone. And wow. you know, extraordinary. You having um, you know, own zone leathers written on the back of your headshot. You know, that's the kind of thing that's that it. it's it sticks yeah. in someone's mind, doesn't yeah. it? And you know, it's just I think you have to take any opportunity that comes because you just never know what will come out of it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
So at what point did you feel that you really got Ace and uh, as a character and how much input did you have into her? Well, um, it was fabulous because at the time, um, Andrew Cartmel, our script editor, um, mm. who was, you know, young, I don't know how young he was, but he he really loved the character of Ace and he'd, he'd he kind of co-created the character with Ian Brick, the writer of the yeah, first story, yeah. Dragonfire. And I remember turning up to the read-through and he, he came up afterwards and he said, um, oh, I really like what you're wearing. Do you, think, do you think Ace would wear that kind of thing? I was wearing some a stripy shirt, some army shorts, um, some Doc Martens, and see where it's going. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I designed my costume, basically. Yeah. Um, I yeah. said, this is what I'd like to wear. The costume designer said, great. And I think because I'd been involved in small-scale theatre, children's theatre, mm. where I'd had a lot of input, I just assumed that's what you did in telly too. Right. I, I just yeah. And I think, I think I found her straight away. It was such a brilliant environment to work in in those days. It was, um, you know, you had rehearsals, which you don't have anymore. Um, it, you, you had um, this camaraderie. Sylvester was amazing. He was all just so welcoming mm. and so fun. Mm. Bonnie Langford, who was the um, companion when I did my first story, she was also brilliant. She was, we still get on yeah. really, really well. Great. So it was just this, there was um, Tony Selby, Tony Soberberg. Of course. It yeah, was just glitz. a really lovely environment. So I always felt at home and I felt that I could, I don't know, I just, do you know what? Mm. Actually, if I'm honest, I think I got Ace when I first read the audition script. Yeah, sitting oh, really? in Union House, which is now no longer, sadly, but it was at the top end of Shepherd's Bush, where the um, John's office was. Right. I remember vividly sitting in reception, being handed this sheet mm. of paper with what Ace says in Dragonfire on it, which is a, like a little monologue in effect. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, I've got this. you got it, I really, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. It's weird because her... Her character actually is not very like me at all. Uh, it certainly yeah. wasn't my experience growing up. Um, so it was just something about it. I just felt I could really, yeah. I could do this. There's, there's some, some characters yeah. that you, can, you can't imagine anyone else ever playing them. And, and, you know, Ace is, and you and Ace are, you know, one of them. And I think there's a lot actually across all of Doctor Who, isn't there? You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine you know anyone else playing any of the doctors or no. you know, any of the, the companions you know they just yeah. inhabit it and do it so well and so perfectly mm. and you know like you you got it straight away there for for the part you know yeah. so as as your first kind of major role how did it feel taking part in something that was so well known did did you kind of you know realize the kind of you know the popularity and the size of it all when you came on board no idea really i i'd watched doctor who growing up mm. i'd watched John Pertwee, I'm, I'm old enough to have watched Patrick Chapman, but I don't think mm. we had a telly in those days because back in the day, not everybody was back, back in, in the, the day, day with the two channels, you know, yeah. and and you couldn't, you, you had to go over to the yeah, telly with the, with the coat <laughs> hanger in the back to alter the yeah. signal. 
That's it. Stay there. Stay there. We got it. You don't move now. Yes, if you stand on the top of the sofa, then we can watch this. Yeah, on That's one it. foot. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. It has, has to be on one foot. Yeah. Kids of today, they got they got no idea. No, they got no, no idea with their millions of channels and streaming oh, I was, options. I was saying to my son recently, you know, if you missed it when it went out, that was it. It was gone. He just you could see it, it. You know, he, yeah. he couldn't understand that. Yes. you know that, that it wasn't on on demand and on tap. Absolutely, know, whenever he wanted, yeah. And the, and the sort of whole thing about live telly because you can't tell anymore, can you? Whether it's live, it's like what, what? No, no idea. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I can't remember what we were saying then. Oh yeah, uh, I yeah. Know, yeah. Was it a surprise? Well, and then I got the when I got the call to go for the audition, I thought quite funny actually because yeah. I didn't even know Doctor Who was still going um, I'd missed oh, really? Colin Baker completely because I'd been at university and then working uh, have you told him that oh, since yeah. has he forgiven yeah. you for it <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last thing I knew was um, Peter with uh, with Janet with Tegan I, that's yeah. that's who I remember la- last right. watching yeah. as a sort of late teenager so yeah it was quite a surprise and and my friends actually just thought it was hilarious. They kept my really? feet firmly on the ground. But then I hadn't really realised the, the the hugeness of it. Absolute, mm. just like the love for the show. Um, now it's completely apparent, you know. Do you, do you think that was a good thing yeah, at the time? Yeah. Because if you really kind of understood the, you know, the, the pressure in a way, it, it might have been a bit too scary going into it. Do you know what I mean? Well, you see, the great thing about them days was there was no social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I was still living in my housing association flat in in yeah. uh, Lewisham with yeah. with my mates, and uh, I, I and the first week, let's see, rehearsal pay package after I'd paid my agent and taken tax off, I was earning less money than I was in theatre. So, you know, yeah. which is not saying much. Um, so it certainly didn't go to my head or anything like that. It was just, it was fun. It really was. I mean, that's what mm. amazed me about the trailer. For the, I'll bring it, bring it up to date. Yeah. Was on, was on Easter yeah. Sunday because uh, this trailer, thirty seconds or whatever it was, um, it was quite funny actually. I was at my dad and stepmom's, and um, I told them that there was this trailer on, and we sat there with. My sons, who didn't really know, I hadn't told them. Oh yeah, my okay. Did know, and and my dad and stepmom, and we watched that very final beautiful scene with with uh, Jodie and Mandip, and then the trailer comes on, and there's like that quick. It happened so quickly, and there was sort of silence afterwards. And my my stepmom said, <laughs> "Is that it? Anyone want pudding?" <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. And then I glanced down at my phone and it went, it nearly exploded. There were, unknown, I had yeah. sort of 500 tweets in five minutes, you know, wow. it was just extraordinary. And it went on for like, well, it's still going on now. Yeah, here we are. Something yeah, following me yeah. right there. I mean, it's just, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was always quite level headed anyway, but it would have been yeah. a very different experience in those days. Yeah. It probably would. I, I mean, that just just on that trailer because you've taken me back to was it only last Sunday? Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. of Sundays ago. No, it was yeah. Easter Sunday, Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, Easter Sunday. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I had no uh, clue at all. 
And I literally Could fell off my chair. I mean, there's yeah. me. Yeah. Right? I did, honestly. We were watching Like you said, it was that wonderful scene with Mandip and Jodie at the end. And I was watching it with my daughter. She, she's, a, she's a Doctor Who fan as well. She's 14 going on 15, going on 37 or something. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. And, and they both just went, oh, my God, that's Ace. And, and Tegan, Ace and Tegan, what? We just could not believe it. It was, I mean, it was just one of those things which is a lifelong fan. You know, you just think, I'm never uh, going to see this. But you see it and you think, well, it's ridiculous because it's just a TV but, program. But, that's, but clearly you know, it's not, more than it's that, much it? more than and that. It's some of the, you know, it's some something of the that reaches down deep I've into your soul. have been so moving, yeah. really. Yeah. And, and really incredible about... The difference that yeah. Ace made to, to people in their lives. It, some of them have had me in tears, actually. Really? really? Yeah, really amazing. Yeah. And, and the degree to which people are so emotional about the return of mm. our characters, it's quite extraordinary. Well, yeah, one of the, yeah. the questions I wanted to ask, well, first I first wanted to say that Paul and I particularly, we, we really love this era of the show, and they've been so good at keeping secrets. Yes. So when you and Janet popped that. up, yeah. like, nobody had any idea. Isn't and it's, it's in this, no in this yeah, in, age. That's exactly what I was going to say. Age, yeah. Everything yeah. else is leaked and yeah. you know, spoiled. And, and Chris Chibnall's managed to keep so much of this, this mm. era under wraps and, and give us genuine surprises and shocks. So. Yes. Um, I know you know, but we don't know what's coming up in that episode, so we, we can only imagine what you know. What else is, is to, to, to come? Oh, no, yeah. you, no, you, sh- you shouldn't. Don't no, worry. No, we're not going to ask. So, yeah. um, you're you're yeah. right. Yeah. We're not allowed to ask any questions on that at so, all. Well, I, I, I've got one one question, which is sort of not not directly related to it. But when Chris Chibnall called about it, what what did you think? What was your reaction? Mm-hmm. Because you've you've played this part for you know all these years now and it, it it must like you were saying some of the messages you've had have brought tears to your eyes and it must be quite wonderful to you know have, have played it for so long and have so much connection with people and and to be asked back in into you know the modern era again so yeah how, how did you feel with it well it is extraordinary as you say because it's it's been such a big part of my life doctor who and ace Somebody asked me at a convention a few years ago, how much of you is Ace now and how much of Ace is you? And it's like, well, I don't really know because we can't <laughs> That can't line is blurred. That. Yeah, because yeah. I've been playing that character for all these years, thanks mm. to Big Finish, the Big Finish audios. Um, so, yeah, what happened was I, was I was in my house, my agent rang and she said, Andy Pryor has just rung to do an availability check. Yeah. And we know what that means, don't we? Mm. And, and I stopped. Yeah. I, I came off the phone and I burst into tears. No, it was, it was really wonderful. And um, uh, and then my uh, Chris wanted to have a Zoom with me, and we'd been in touch anyway a little bit because um, yeah, uh, he'd we'd we'd, we'd wanted to go for a drink and then meet each other and stuff, and then mm. we couldn't because of COVID and then. Yeah. So yeah, the first time we met, he was saying, you know, what would you like to do in in the episode? And, oh, fantastic! And <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, what a dream! That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? So, what was yeah. it like working with Jodie and and Mandip and John and and everyone else and and Janet? It was just brilliant. I mean, it, it was Jodie and Mandip are just like a dream, and they they're mm. so friendly and mm. so lovely. It's just how everybody has always said it is. And better, really. You just immediately. It reminded me of um, 
Sylvester had this policy of um, whenever people came in to really, he created it like a party, we were having a party. Mm, mm. And it was the same, it was just the same. Not only the cast, but the crew as well. The crew were fantastic, all of them, every single one were working so hard and so dedicated to the programme. Lovely, lovely people having a laugh. Yeah, that's that's what we've heard, yeah, isn't it, Paul? Yeah. Everyone that we've spoken it to is, yeah. who's yeah. been in part of the show has said the same thing, and, yeah. and it's wonderful, and it, it makes us really quite jealous that, you know, we're, we're stuck in our little rooms you know, <laughs> doing this, you know. I think that that is in always large part down to the lead actor, and and you gotta, you've got to give Josie massive credit <clears> for creating that whole... Mm environment yeah. yeah yeah she she's fantastic in it yeah mm. um so it's it's not really your first uh it's not your first run in of ace and uh, the 13th doctor is it it's not my radio no ah, no exactly no. well that's so, about yeah well no ask me the question first <clears throat> I oh yeah it was it's well <laughs> uh, Paul, you, we've, <laughs> it we've asked it yeah, you, you, he was, he yeah, was just dropping you, you that can one see in there, where I'm going. Really. Yeah. Know, the question just insinuates itself. So um, where did the idea for uh, At Childhood's End come from? Um, and, and what was the process of writing it like for you? And, and yeah, so, yeah where, did, where did the idea come from? What inspired you for it? See that he gets like four. Yeah, I say it's one. Yeah. And then I'm, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, Machine yeah, what happened questions. was an email from... Um, Steve Cole, who I'd known for years. Yeah, he's, he's originally. Yeah, yeah, I recognise that name. And um, he's also Mr. Dinosaurs in Space Books. That's uh, he's written <laughs> brilliantly and 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 often for Doctor Who books. Hmm. And um, and he emailed me and said um, Tom Baker did this book. Yeah, Scratch Man. Scratch Man. La la la. Yeah. He told me about that, which I didn't know about at the time. And guess mm. what? Penguin want you to be the next one to write a novel. And it was like, oh, my giddy aunt. Anyway, <laughs> he said, well, don't worry, because we'll, we'll help you through it. And um, Mike Tucker's on board as well. Now, Mike, yeah, oh, Mike yeah, was, yeah. Um, uh, we got on really well back in the day. He was, um, yeah. he was start, just starting at the BBC um, uh, in visual effects. Yeah. And, uh, and I got on really well with all the visual effects. They were just bonkers. Mm. They were great. And um, Mike and I, yes, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we had, um, we brought out a book back then because we both used to take photographs on set as well. So we brought we brought out this sort of almost like a scrapbook of the making of Doctor Who, Um, Ace, the inside story of the end of the era was called. And um, so he was the obvious person to collaborate to. So. We yeah. all we went out. We met in a lovely um, chocolate shop in Buckinghamshire because we kind of. So you choose oh, your meeting venue yeah, yeah. very wisely. Really do, yeah. yeah. And um, mm. we talked about ideas, and I just finished recording the trailer that um, Pete Pete met for the oh yeah yeah. yeah for the DVD yes, yeah. box set. Yeah. So I said, look, I've got a very clear idea of mm. who Ace is now, Dorothy. Um, she wears this, she does this, da, 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 you know, she's, and, and we, we just began from there really for it. So it was really based on that image of Ace in, mm. in that office, yeah. um, which is obviously we used it in the book. And then we wrote um, yeah. a long synopsis to get the whole story, you know, a, a short synopsis, sorry, first of all, to get the whole story 
And then we did a long synopsis and then we fleshed it out. But it was a very short lead time, really, to write the book. So, um, yeah. That's probably not a bad thing, though, is it? When you know you've got a deadline that's pretty near, you just put your back against it it and go for it. And I knew that the moment where Ace Mm. met the 13th Doctor was... I was going to ask you. For me, that was the pivotal point of the book. And I thought, well, fans will... Will this will be the moment really? So mm, I, was, I, I wanted to get as awesome. much in there as possible, and I was thinking, you know, how's the, the whole idea of Ace testing the Doctor to, to see what you mm. know, what, what what would she know about Ace? Mm. Um, I like that idea. Did did BBC Books say um, that they wanted thirteen in it, or was that, that yeah. your okay? Yeah. But but obviously you you know you knew the that version of the character and you know followed the year anyway yes it, i had it, it... um and also i'd um i've done a lot of her audio books because i seem to be able to yeah. do jody's voice don't ask yeah me now. so <laughs> <laughs> we got a question from one of our friends oh, on yeah. twitter um his, his username is at ethan underscore lmp and he says has jody heard your impression of her in in the audio no <laughs> 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 there was a scene we were we were recording and um uh yeah. and somebody whispered to me uh something about voiceovers or um and i someone said something about tree food tom and i went uh tree food oh, welcome to Treetopolis. <laughs> and jody just went what what she said are you the voice of tree food tom she couldn't believe it and then i did and then I did Dennis the Menace, but then I then I yeah. I, I drew the line at doing her. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think oh, yeah, that, that feels brilliant. like that should Jody be yeah. Back to Jody. Uh, that yeah. would be that, that, needs, be that needs to be a video, yeah. doesn't it? It does. I, I must. That's got I was something. watching um, Peter Rabbit with my my kids a little oh. while ago, and I thought, hold up, I recognise that voice, and I rewound oh, it, I and they one. were like, Dad, what are you doing? I said, oh, I just I just needed to check something. <laughs> And then, and then uh, I made sure I waited to the end credits, and I was like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew that name." Yeah. That was great. So you knew, you knew, yeah. you knew it. This is the thing, actually, because uh, I noticed this when because um, you guys been having been on Big Finish for like mm. since forever, you know that the the voices are always in my head, and and it's like um, it's like India yeah. Fisher on yeah. MasterChef as well. You just instantly mm. recognise. The voices and you think yeah, I just it's, it's just don't say it's like it like a whole world that you don't see but you hear and experience it, it that is way a you know? whole it's, world um, you're right yeah voices and world. yeah so yeah, um, I'm sort yeah. of because we spoke to Bavlisha yeah. Palmer as well, oh, didn't she? Yeah. Didn't we? She does a, a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah, she does, and and it's it's quite a good uh, it's a good kind of line of work, isn't it? So my day job is, is video production, and I know quite a few actors and things. And you know, as you probably know, Sophie, it can be tricky to get work continually, mm. can't it? Yeah. But when you are broadening your skill set a bit, so if you're an actor and you present mm. as well, or you do voiceover work, you're you're three times more employable than if you only do one of them, aren't you? Well, you know? I think. I think it's got its pros and cons. Back it, it, when I was um, doing Doctor Who and and Corners, the um, and children's programs, yeah. um, nobody really knew where to put me because I, I I was I was a singer as well. Mm. The only thing that I wasn't trained in was dancing, but I I could do lots of stuff. And so people never really are you an actor? Are you a presenter? Are you in right. musicals? Are you what are you? Mm. Um, Nowadays, I think it's much more free. People accept that a lot more. And, yeah. And 
In yeah. those days as well, voiceovers were slightly frowned upon. You know, you, really? you didn't want to be in voiceovers. It was, it was seen as, oh, very commercial, very... Really? But now you're <laughs> desperate for a good old voice. Yeah, yeah people, people want a know? voice reel, don't they? Yeah. 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 And one of the yeah. great advantages, of course, was during lockdown. Um, early on, I, yeah. I bought a microphone and turned our tiny little airing cupboard um, into a little studio. So, yes, yeah, oh, so I do yeah. a, a lot of audio books and stuff from yeah. home. So that's been so, a great advantage. That's Ooh. pretty good, isn't it? See, the other thing as well about voiceover, if you get the right sort of, um, well, if it just kind of happens magically that you just get something that imprints itself on somebody, like 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 you said with Jody, recognising you suddenly as the voice of Trufu Tum. You know, truth for Tom, whatever he is, I'm too old for that one. It was that was big, but you know, it's, it's like when you those voices, those characters imprint themselves yes. upon you, you know, and you grow up with yeah. them in there, and, and they stay. Well, with I'm you for life. I'm of the age where people like Brian Kant and and Derek yes, Griffiths yes, and uh, Carol Chell yeah. and people like that um, play school and Jeff Scott. No, look at his blank Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, Alistair can't see me looking gorgeous. Peter Purvis yeah. was my hero. Yeah. Peter Purvis. And uh, yeah, John Noakes, yeah. Valerie Singleton. I mean, I know that ages me oh. completely, but those voices are so distinctive part, part of your childhood. Yeah. yeah. They take yeah, you straight back definitely. there, don't they? You know? Yeah, they do. And finger, finger. bobs. That, was a, that wasn't a voice so much, but, you know, the songs and, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Oh, God bless. Oh, I don't know. So what other questions well, have we got there? I've got then, a quick Jeff? one here for you. This is from Maddie Morning. on Twitter, who's at uh, MadK089. And uh, they ask if you've got any plans for writing Ooh. more books or perhaps writing for Big Finish. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I have actually written a, a, a little something. I don't know whether Ooh. I'm meant to say it. It's not a. It's not a, a big thing, but it's. It was really enjoyable to do. Um, yeah. I don't know when that's coming out. Um, yeah, Big Finish is interesting. I'm not sure about Big Finish because it's so complex. The whole history, mm. you know. I don't, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know whether I, I. I'm a bit scared to think that I could tackle that, you know. But you never know. I. Yeah. It's it's quite it's quite something now, isn't it? The the whole do you mean Ace's yes, history oh, or just generally. general the general yeah, kind of big thing? Yeah, we, we've talked about that, haven't we? Enormous. Yeah. And yeah. recently, yeah. I've even I've even um, uh, popped over into Torchwood as well now on Big Finish. So oh, have you? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to ask because you've got um, uh, a story coming out with the Tenth Doctor later this yes, year. Yes, I have. So did you record that during lockdown? In your yes, I was in studio? my airing cupboard with my towels and sheets. <laughs> And was what it in is. his attic, I believe. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? You just do these che- things cheaply. I tell you what, I what I was listening to from Big Finish recently. Old your horses, because I was really looking forward to these ones. Is uh, these ones here? The, the oh, Lost yeah. Seasons. What's that? Earth yeah. Aid. And what's the other one? Animal and Thin Ice, and you know yeah. those those ones there, which are great. Because those those were the stories that were supposed to happen mm. after the series was cancelled back in eighty yes, nine, wasn't it? And was it did, did it feel like you were getting any sense of closure by coming back and doing those stories, or was it by the time they came around, it kind of didn't really matter? Um, so much can I just, can I just chuck one in there yeah, as well? When when the show was was cancelled, did you think that was it 
for ace and, and did you ever think you'd be you know get that chance to go back and you know never, never reprise never. the character but also like paul saying do the lost stories that were supposed to have happened no we never thought that it was it was really sad mm. and um um luckily both sylvester and i had had things to go yeah. on to and mm. but it was really it was sad and the thing is that the bbc had really lost faith with doctor who in those days there was no marketing there was no really any mm. merchandise it was it was the fans that had been keeping it going and john nathan turner um they wanted something new and different now i look back and i wonder if if we had just carried on if it would have just slowly sunk into oblivion and then we would have ever done it mm. again so maybe mm. it was a good thing yeah maybe um, yeah uh that's what i'd like to think anyway but then what was brilliant was that we knew a lot of the fans by this time who were professionals, you know, like yourself. And, mm. um, and they, were, they were doing all sorts of spin-offs, um, uh, audio and, and, and video stuff. A guy, yeah. called, a guy called Bill Baggs, who had this company. Oh, yeah, yeah strange videos and, that and audios. Yeah. And that's where the audio adventure ideas yeah. started from. Uh, he made the mistake of using uh, Ace as a character and the professor and the yeah. BBC said to him mm, this is a can't do that <laughs> so he thought oh dear okay well he had to stop yeah oops and then um, and then Gary yeah. Russell and Jason Hay Gallery who we also knew really well from fandom mm. they went to the BBC and got turned down for the licence I believe initially oh really and then uh, and then yeah. persisted and went back um and oh, they they started the Bernie Summerfield. Yes, um, of course. And the BBC yeah, yeah, called yeah. them in and said, "These are terribly good. Would you do some Doctor Who?" Forgetting that, forgetting that, <laughs> forgetting that they'd already yeah, been in, and that. <laughs> and that's how it started. And we would we were doing. Yeah. Sylvester and I did a story. What was, what was this BBV? I, I get muddled up. But there was there was this guy, this fan called Mark Gatiss, who wrote one for us. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Heard of him. He might, he might have, yeah, Where he did might he come have a from? future in Doctor Who. <laughs> no, I know. Never know. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Do you know? But I was going to say, Paul, do you, do you remember where you were when uh, you know the last episode, you know, Survival went out? And I might have told oh, you this before. Man, yeah. But I was at my grandparents' uh, flat down in Cornwall, and uh, I said, "Oh, Do- Doctor Who's on." So I was probably. 11, 12, something like that. Well, Doctor Who's on tonight. And my dad said, oh, we're here at your grandparents. You're not going to go and watch it. And my, my grand said, oh, let, let him go watch it, dear. I can't do a Cornish accent. Let him go watch it, dear. <laughs> and I went and watched it. And I, and I remember, you know, the, it, it sticks in my head that there was something like an announcement that said, you know, that, that was it kind of thing. And uh, But I remember coming back from watching it and saying, oh, you know, that was the end of it. You know, I don't know if you remember it that way, Paul, but there wow. was a kind of, you know, it was very clear in my head that, that that was that was it. You know, I'll tell you weirdly what I remember more than the end of Survival is the beginning beginning of Battlefield, which because it was really weird because I, I I remember just sitting at home. And I was with, I was I was with I was with my girlfriend of the time. You know, she's she's very very new. It was a brand new relationship, and we'd settled on the sofa, and my my parents were out, and uh, and she goes, "Oh, let's just watch telly." 
So, okay, all right, I'll just watch telly then. Put a telly on, and literally, Battlefield was starting. And I had no idea that Doctor Who was starting at that time, at that night. And this is me, big-time wow. Doctor Who fan in those days. And I, 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 don't know, I don't know what happened to the girlfriend. I don't think I ever saw her again. But as soon as Battlefield started, that was my entire attention right there and then. That was it. But it's like you're saying about, you know, lack of marketing and, and lack, of, lack of investment and lack of love from the BBC, because there was nothing to tell me that Doctor, a new season of Doctor Who was starting right there and then. It was only by chance it, yeah. we switched the TV on, and it literally went and started. Things are easier than these days, aren't they, with social media, and you, you know you can more easily be. You can't yeah, avoid you, you stuff. Can't, these yeah, days. you can't avoid it. But it's yeah, back, back then, you know, it was it was completely different, wasn't it? Oh, you back know. then, unless unless oh, you bought the, the Radio Times, yeah, uh, really. You'd, yeah. And yeah, yeah. As well. yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of key yeah. to the and, and there was the odd trailer here and there but not re- it, it, it was really hard to know what was going on so I think that's probably why yeah. we had our favourite shows because we knew mm. that they were going to be on at a certain time yeah that's, that's a very good point yeah mm. yeah we did and then of course we got the new adventures oh, as well goodness, didn't we yeah. so well, <laughs> at um, Virgin was another yeah. one of those Virgin, that was great it, yeah. fans who Kept it going, and yeah. actually, he published the book I was talking about earlier with uh, that Mike and I did. Um, but yes, oh, he okay. was instrumental in um, having these new adventures published. And again, all sorts mm. of writers were um, sort of fledged their wings. Do you yeah, and I think Mark Gatiss, the, the, yeah. that person you mentioned, yeah. that yeah. name I've never heard of. I think there was one from him <laughs> yeah, as well so. in the early and days. Russell yeah. somebody as well yeah, wrote something I think, I think. Yeah. Paul Paul Cornell Paul Cornell yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> something like that yeah, in, fact, yes. in fact Random Paul people, came up with know. Dorothy McShane McShane he did indeed yeah oh that was in his um, what was that that was Revelation wasn't it I think his first novel and he really sort of dived and it was almost like a lot of those writers really latched on to Ace and told their story through Ace the Doctor became a bit more aloof a bit more detached and more alien but Ace was the anchor point and I think it was the thing that attracted me to those novels was how much they maybe too much in some ways but really mined her character and gave a push her character into so many situations it, it was unreal how, how did you feel that they they for the treatment of ace in in those novels because i think you did you catch i did up catch up with a few of them i didn't hit, and i heard about uh you know i heard about a lot of them mm. through the fans i was just really happy that people really was keeping <laughs> were keeping the faith you know and i think the, the thing yeah, you said yeah. about the doctor becoming more alien and mysterious that's great because that's exactly what sylvester mm. had set out to do mm. he wanted that and which is why he changed the colour of his jacket between seasons from light to dark. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to be a darker, more mysterious character so that you'd kind of see that, that the companion's always been the eyes of the audience. And yeah. That was where yeah. it really started, I think, in earnest, where we really mm. got Ace questioning the Doctor's motives and asking. We'd, we'd never really seen that in Doctor yeah. Who before, even going back into the final season now with, with stories like Ghostlight and The Curse of Fenric and Survival, it, you know, those stories which really explore race and, and throw her to the wolves yeah. almost literally, yeah, isn't definitely. it? You know, and f- let her face up with her past. And we, we and it was almost like, it, and, and I know you probably heard this all the time, but I mean, I... I mean, I, I loved the Seventh Doctor era completely. I, I really did. And, but it felt like it was just getting 
really, mm. really good. You know, it always been good. Then it got better, and suddenly it got yeah. really, really good. Like all the drama and all the character development, which seemed to happen on other shows, but never really got underway with Doctor Who. Suddenly, it all crashed in in, the, in that final yeah. season, and I just remember thinking, "We just yeah. need more of this now." I you think know? You're, I, that's absolutely right, and that is due in no small part to Andrew Cartwell and his mm. his. Absolutely. I mean, really, what yeah. he was doing was fostering a writer's room. He, yeah. he would go mm. out. He That's was seeking yeah. writers who he uh, who he was interested in and who he wanted to to bring on and promote and 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 I, mm. I remember like between uh, Dragonfire and then the next season where I did Remembrance of the Daleks. Um, he yeah. he and the right the writers we all went out for a meal together so that we could talk ideas. But he he brought all the writers mm. together. Brilliant. I mean, they weren't they weren't collaborating on. Um, they had each of their stories mm. to write, mm. but I, I and Pete McTie was telling me that's what that's what they do now. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do years now. Years ago, yeah. he was ahead yeah. of his yeah. time with yeah. that, creating this pod was, of writers yeah. who were who knew what the other people were capable of, who really mm. respected each other, and were swapping ideas and talking together. Yeah, and uh, I felt that it was. Uh, s- sort of similarities with where he was taking um, the Seventh Doctor with with the kind of mysterious, uh, you know, mm. other, you know, that that had more involvement in in Gallifrey's origins and, and what Chibnall did with with Jodie's Doctor, yes. you know, with the, with the Timeless uh, Child arc, um, you know, and and they were, you know, obviously uh, Sylvester's one never kind of got to play out on screen, but you know, there's some similarities mm. there, I think, and which have kind of enrich the character and, and help push it push both in you know in directions that we hadn't really seen before yes this mystery like i think i had a line who are you uh and yeah. and then you know he he's uh, he had a line oh i'm more than just a time lord yeah he, he kind of wanted to yeah. oh what what would that have been what, like what yeah yeah yeah, was it? Yeah, there's a line in um, there's there's a line in Remembrance of the Daleks, I think, isn't it? Where and I, I'm being sad fan now. Sorry, I'm in sad fan mode. Well, there's a scene with you and Sylvester on the stairs, sort of talking oh, the about hand the of hand Omega. of Omega. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and Sylvester says, and didn't we have time a good time with the prototype? And you said we. Uh, matter of speech, he goes, but that means yeah, little just drops a little bit, like yeah. that just mm. got me really excited for the yeah. whole thing again. I, th- I thought this is great because now the Who is yeah. back in Doctor Who, and like Jeff Jeff said nowadays with the the timeless child thing again, but who is like, the Doctor? Like you, you said, know, Sophie, it's literally know. you know who are you? The Doctor didn't even know her own history now, and in you know, yeah, so I thought that yeah. was wonderful. Exactly, and. Uh, uh, just say I saw I went to London Comic Con back in February and Sylvester did a talk there and uh, so I went with a couple of friends that we know through Twitter and and he was absolutely brilliant and uh, you know he he had the whole place you know in in stitches he kept reminding us he was in The Hobbit which I thought was really funny (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah he was brilliant and and I met Jodie and and Mandip at the event as well and they you know they were lovely Um, so you do quite a few conventions don't you so what's it like for you do you you know I guess you enjoy going to them and, and meeting fans and I love going to them I think what's brilliant is that well there's two it's twofold really one is that we meet each other the people in the show mm. and from other shows as well so we're we, it is like I remember when I first got the part and they said welcome to the family and I thought oh, yeah you know it's sicky <laughs> but actually it's so true and the way that everybody gets on with each other supports each other has each other's back 
uh, rings each other up. You know, mm. we we all yeah, it's really really lovely. So there's that quality, and then there's also mm. meeting the fans and really getting to see the the difference that Doctor Who's making and made in their lives over yeah. many years, and also fans who have been. I mean, I I was in Bedford couple of weeks ago for a convention and um somebody was there um who i've you know, i've known these people for 30 something years and yeah this guy yeah, was at my yeah. first ever convention you know really and, and remembers the moment where i was introduced on stage and so it's like it's a shared past which i think yeah. is is really important not only for the fans but for us as well because it was a, a really mm. um just a central well it still is a central part of all of our lives yeah it's it's such a it's just yeah we love being part of it don't we paul it's it's you know yeah we do great yes. greatest tv it's, show it's, of, it's of all time um so i'm aware so you've got to go in a minute so um i've got one or two uh, quick questions paul have you got any that you want to ask quickly well yeah i mean i've, I've got literally hundreds, <laughs> but we'd yeah. be yeah. here yeah, all night if, if we went through them Oh, that'd be fabulous. It'd be good to do it yeah, after, yeah, the, uh, okay. after the yeah. centenary yeah, show, because then we yeah, can talk yes. about that and, and and without any sort of worry, you know, without, without any NDA sort of getting yeah. in the way. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. the, the, uh, the <laughs> gang yeah. coming in and silencing you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so w- there's a quick question here uh, from Sophie the Otter. I know what you're going to so, ask. Uh, <laughs> if you were a biscuit, Sophie, what biscuit would you be and why? Oh, I'd have to be a vegan biscuit nowadays because I'm a vegan. Right. Mm, ah. Are there many vegan biscuits? Yeah, there? there are a fair few. I think yes, probably. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you have to have you have to have stuff without egg and milk, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be. Oh well, if I was if I was being any biscuit, I'd probably be a digestive, a lovely digestive. Dunked in a cup of tea. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. With a bit of uh, a yeah. squidgy, biscuity, uh, you know, base left in the bottom. Yeah, of the cup. and then a, a little tea, a teaspoon to get the to get the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds disgusting. And, and even better when it's the chocolate digestive as well. And oh you, yeah. You, yeah. Melt no, it no, in no, there. you yeah. can't be chocolate <laughs> Oh, that's just wrong. That is. That's just not good. I don't like that at all. I won't be having that. So, uh, Paul, did you uh, have anything else you, you wanted to ask? I've got I've got one more, which is can be our, our last one before Sophie's got to dash. Okay, here we go then. So here's a good okay. one, right? In a, in short short answers, what qualities do you think, Sophie, are Ace's strengths? I think her authenticity. She's she's able. She just says what she thinks. Mm. And her vulnerability, I think. And her big heart. She's got a big heart. She's got a very big heart. And a sack full of yarn, probably, just in case, all of the the above. Can I just say, actually, just very, very quickly, because you mentioned that that, um, audition piece you did, which was the the scene in Dragonfire with you and Bonnie in the room is that that one i do you know i watched it quite recently i i'd never really thought about it but it's it's an absolutely it's beautiful scene and i'll tell you what i like 
most of all in that is how you and Bonnie get on. You can because when you said it, you can tell there's a chemistry there, and it, it makes me wish so much that there'd been just another couple of stories at least with you and Bonnie playing Mel and Ace together, almost like an extended handover. But maybe that happened in another universe. Yeah. Not this one, but it would have been yeah, great Yeah, I'd to have see. loved that. Yeah, and whenever Bonnie and I get together, I mean, for a start, nobody can stop us talking. <laughs> they have to actually forcibly pull us out of the green room to do yeah. some recording. Rise <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are awake! Split them up! <laughs> oh, dear, that's all good fun. So, uh, my, my last question then is, is what's next for you, uh, uh, other than the centenary episode? Oh, my goodness. Um, I've got a lot of audio books uh to do now um i have loads of conventions um coming up even more since the announcement yeah, um, yeah. yeah i've got i i'm 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 uh, i'd love to do some more filming mm. theater because it's all opening up again now of course yes yeah um so we'll have to see we'll have to see what happens as well after i'm i'm hoping that people will go oh remember her would be good for my <laughs> Hollywood blockbuster. Well, yeah, but, but that that shot yeah. of the two of you with the with the guns, you know, that's pretty epic. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be for yeah. a Die Hard yeah. sequel, or not even yeah, a sequel, a brand, a brand new, new series, thing yeah. now with Tegan yeah. and Ace just kicking yeah. ass and firing big guns at whatever they're firing at, which we can't talk about because we don't know. We don't know <laughs> and can't tell us, so. But we'll find out. We'll find out. Yes, we will find out sooner or later. Brilliant. Okay, Sophie, thank, thank you, you so much, so, so much for brilliant. joining our podcast. And uh, it's been an absolute delight talking to you. You are one of my yeah. heroes oh. of all time. And your and your character inspires my daughter thank as yeah, well, she's... who didn't want to be in Oh, today, bless but, it. We'll give her my love. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit, yeah. big fan, I will yeah. indeed. I'll give her a baseball bat to beat up a Dalek, which was, for her, the defining moment hey. of Ace's yeah. time in Doctor Who. But <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, hopefully we could do this again when yeah, uh, the yeah, centenary yeah, come out. Let's do that. Great, and then we can talk in more depth about it. Great, brilliant. Take care. Right, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks.